My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today. Super excited. The guest I'm bringing on today, Ramona Jan. She is, she's been a business owner for over 15 years. Um, you know, she's the founder of Women in Business Club, Women Thrive Media, and she has started her first business, you guys, all the way back when she was 21. And since then has become a serial entrepreneur, mentor, event host and author. She's also the host of Women Thrive Podcast. So today, you guys, we're going to talk about, you know, sit uh, steps to becoming, you know, a six-figure speaker. So having a career, making it to six figures by speaking. So welcome to the show. And how's it going, Ramonda? Very well. Thank you so much. It's good to be here and speak on one of my favorite topics, which is how to become a successful speaker. I love it. Super exciting today. And I know that that's going to relate to my listeners because there are so many that are speakers and want to become successful ones. So great. Before we dive into that topic, though, Ramonda, would you be able to kind of take us back and tell us a bit about your your journey to where you are today? Yeah, of course. I mean, I've always been very, very passionate about entrepreneurship when I was very young, traveling uh, around the world. Uh, and being in business school, I was always really inspired by Success Magazine and all the amazing entrepreneurs in the United States. And I just aspired to build my own business, to do it in my own way. And especially as women, I think it's so important that we have that freedom to create a lifestyle that we want. So that's what I really aspired to. And at the age of 21, I founded my first business, which was in sustainability. And it all really began there. I mean, I faced a lot of challenges along the way from being a young entrepreneur, not no experience, no financial backing, uh, failing in my first business and trying to figure out again. But I feel like what I do today is truly aligned to my purpose and my passion. And it brings together all my uh, things that I really love. I love it. Well, thanks so much for sharing. And yeah, so as a young entrepreneur, what would you say was one of the one of the biggest lessons for you or challenges that you had to overcome in order to become this successful serial entrepreneur that you are today? I think, you know, I always had the vision of becoming an entrepreneur, but I didn't really realize how how many obstacles we would have to face. And with every single stage of growth, you learn something new. So I always say that entrepreneurship is one of the biggest personal development uh, exercises <laughs> or programs you could ever go on because at every single stage, it just keeps teaching you new things. And I certainly had to become, it wasn't an overnight thing, even though I aspired to be an entrepreneur, I aspired to be the successful woman. It took a lot of trial and error, failing, learning, getting up again, finding the courage, finding the strength, learning all the tools and skills. And one of the things that I really loved was marketing. And because for my love of marketing, 
I was really determined to figure it out. So I wasn't just going out to hire people in different fields. I said, okay, let me try and figure it out and then get support in my business. So I think working it out myself makes me a much better leader now because I'm able to hire for help and know what my business needs now where we are today. Absolutely. So you mentioned hiring help. When did you know it was time to, you know, outsource, delegate in order to obviously probably scale and get to, you know, a good place, six figures, seven figures. Tell me about that. You know, it happened very early. I didn't wait. I didn't wait very long. I actually, the Women in Business Club, that is an international community, and I guess the backbone of what we do, happened in 2017. It was very much an accident. It was just one event we hosted, and this one event turned into a very successful event, and people asked for more. And only one year later, I said, okay, whatever else I'm doing, I'm going to put it to back burner. I'm going to go all in on women in business because I see it evolving. I see it happening and I can see a vision for it. So right away, actually, in the first month of me deciding to make women in business uh, an official business and setting up all our social media platforms, I outsourced. I think I counted about eight to 10 people in the first month. Wow. I said, I'm not What did that look like? I said, I'm not going to do all on my own because I don't know how to build a website or I knew, but I needed help. So website development, designers, um, copywriters. I mean, I really outsourced, but I outsourced small bits. It wasn't just hiring, doing big hires. It was pretty much just outsourcing for little bits that I needed help with. And I think that really helped me set up for success. I, I just invested everything. And when I said, when I made a decision to go all in, I really gone all in. <laughs> So you took that leap of faith and and pushed through and it was the best decision you probably, one of the best decisions you made in in the business, would you say? It set me up very quickly. Um, And, you know, the first year it was not profitable at all. It took a long time because there was so much more to figure out in terms of marketing and everything else. So I I wasn't necessarily already set for success because I still had a, a lot of things to figure out. But you know, once you make a decision and you tell the universe, look, I'm serious about this. I'm going all in. I think the world conspires to help you make it happen. Amazing. Now, Ramonda, can you please, you know, take us through, you know, the steps to a six-figure speaking career? Because I know you have a lot of value to add behind that. So what does that look like to you? Well, Speaking is such a powerful tool to, to make an impact, to inspire, to share our stories, to take our message much, much wider. And I know that that has been a big game changer for my business. And I have to say, I was not always a speaker. In fact, I didn't aspire to be a speaker at all. And before we started to host our events, I was just as scared as anybody else to get up on stage. I was afraid, of course. Public speaking is one of the biggest fears that we all have. (laughs) What if we look silly? What if no one receives us on stage? So I shared some of the same fears of becoming a speaker, but I had no choice because if I wanted to make my business success, events was part of, big part of what I was doing. And I had no choice because if I was going to put on an event, I had to speak. (laughs) 
And, and then we launched the Women in Business Club, which contained workshops and webinars. And, and I was so scared of video. And one of the reasons why I was so scared of the video, because in my mid-20s, I actually uh, gone through a trauma where I lost my voice. I lost my voice, I lost my confidence, and I didn't, I didn't know who I was. I really struggled with having a voice. So it was perhaps harder than for me to pursue speaking than for most people. But my passion for business and entrepreneurship and making an impact was so much bigger than that holding me back. And I just had to slowly take the steps, do just one webinar. And the way I would start by not having to put myself forward, I would host other people on our workshops, on our summits, on our events. So I wouldn't have to be the first person to go. And that started to build my confidence until one day I said, okay, now uh, I remember when we grew our Instagram account to like 10,000 followers. And I was still hiding behind the scenes of my business. And the lady started to ask me, so how did you do it? We want to learn. I was like, wow, I think this is my time now. I have to actually start running workshops. <laughs> really step into it, right? I had no choice. So being afraid, I did it. <laughs> Love it. So running, so stepping into it, even like leaning into the fear and just still going for it. What, what was the hardest part about doing that? Like leaning into that and taking that leap of faith, would you say? Like, obviously it paid off, <laughs> but tell me how, I, I'm sure people listening are going to relate to, you know, not the unknown and taking that leap of faith, even though you were, you know, scared a little bit. Oh, I was so scared. I remember I one weekend I set up my whole kitchen as a, like a recording studio, bought the equipment, all the green screens, everything. My friend came over for two nights to stay over. So, right, that's it. We're going to record this course. And I had all my scripts. And when I tell you I couldn't even record the introduction to my course, I struggled so much. Every time the camera would come on, I would just freeze and I would start speaking and the words start to blur and my script would go out the window and oh, I, I basically scratched everything and the rest of the equipment just ended up under my bed. <laughs> I said, I'm not doing this ever again. So, and where would you say the pivot came from afterwards that you were able to become so successful at the speaking career? Well, I started to do things that I was a little bit more comfortable with, actually, which was live speaking. Because okay. with live speaking, you have no choice. You can't go back and edit. If you mess up, you can't really do nothing about it. So you kind of just have to go with it, right? And just be like, okay, well, I messed it up, whatever. We'll just keep, keep on rolling. <laughs> but when you have the power to hit that pause button, you do because you're so self-critical. So over time, I guess, like I said, my passion started to drive things more forward. And the more success I found uh, in my business, because I was very, very determined to make it work. I was, you know, committed to doing the work. What happened was people started to ask, well, how did you do it? So it was my community that continuously pushed me to step out and say, hey, you know, we want to hear more. We want to see more. So the fact that I was creating results in what I was doing, it, 
it meant I just had to show up. And initially, I didn't start building myself up as a speaker, but it was kind of byproduct of everything else I was doing because people were asking me, come on my podcast, can you do a workshop, can you do a training? So it started like this. And then through the events that we were hosting, I would host a lot of speakers because that was one of the ways that I can collaborate and put other speakers on our stage. I started to recognize what does a successful speaker need? What is the purpose of speaking? Why, why do you want to speak? And if you don't have a clear message, a clear brand, or even an offer to follow on from, you, you're kind of wasting the speaking opportunity. So if you're not a prepared speaker for the stage, it's almost like don't waste the opportunity. So that's where I started to actually help others in the process by hosting them on our stage to say, okay, let's get prepared first. Let's do these things to help you because I don't want you to come onto our stage and really not make the most out of it. So I've learned a lot of the ins and outs by hosting these speakers and hosting events. Incredible. And you mentioned community. Now, I know you you touched on it. Would you mind diving in deeper as to talking about like why community is so key while building, you know, your speaking career? In business, and I think um, in speaking as well, so, so important because your audience will continue to follow no matter where you go. And community has been the backbone of what we've done through the events and our whole ethos. And I believe that, you know, to, in today's world, people's attention span is very, very short. And if you really want to build something sustainable, you want to have people who will be more invested in your business than just for the service that you offer, right? You create um, a culture, an approach and a safe space. For me, it's all about creating a safe space. Can people who come into my world feel like they belong? Because mm-hmm. in today's world, we, we're all a little bit scattered. We all just have our own individual, I don't know, ambitious goals and things like that. But what does really bring us together and unite us? That's what I found through events that you can actually create community. And I believe that every speaker, and this is the most powerful thing, sometimes speakers will say, well, I, I've been speaking for so many years or I have so many followers. That still doesn't equate to a loyal community. And what I found that actually people with a smaller following with a more intimate relationship with their audience and a big purpose, they have much more stronger relationship to their audience because they have that mindset of community as opposed to just building like a brand and people are not really connected to you. So that's a different right. mindset. Very different mindset, but it works. So that's, the, it's amazing because it works. Now with the speaking career, excelling and everything like that, how did you build your authority during that time so from like the beginning to where you are now, your authority, your credibility, because that it's, with speaking, it's incredible. And I'm sure consistency as well creates that authority. Tell me a little bit about that. There are many pieces to the puzzle, I would say. Um, But one is knowing your area of authority or area of expertise. Because if you are going to be invited to speak and share your message, you have to be known for something. 
what are you an expert in? Why should people invite you to speak? And likewise, when I get people to say, people who say, can you recommend a speaker for me or an expert or a coach? My light needs to come on and say, that's the person I want to recommend. So first of all, your results and your credibility has to be there already. When you step up on stage, the event host lends you their credibility. Mm-hmm. They already put you in a place of authority. So you just have to do a really good job at delivering and being the credible person that you are represented by that host. Because it's natural. When we see people on stage, we assume they are successful. We don't just assume that some amateur came up on stage for no reason because they have no track record. They have some kind of track record of success. So it builds. And the more you share and the more speaking you do, and also there's part of being vulnerable and sharing your story to build those relationships, right? And sharing your knowledge. Those are all the things that make you become a successful speaker. But uh, of course, there are, there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle to become a successful speaker. Absolutely. Thank you for sharing. Now, Ramonda, tell me a little bit about, you know, I always like to ask this question here and there in my podcast. Now, what would your ultimate definition of success look like to you? I asked myself this question some time ago. And I asked this question of my mentor and I said to him, when did you know you were successful? And he said to me, I didn't. I knew I was successful when other people started to point it out to me. (laughs) So for that reason, success isn't a destination to me. It's who you are on a daily basis. It's what are your goals? What are your commitments? And, you know, two years ago, prior to what I, where I live now, I lived in London for 20 years. And at some stage, I really started to feel miserable because of the weather and my routine and my lifestyle wasn't quite there. So with fear, I took a brave leap and I moved to Spain. And now success to me means doing the work that I love, being in control of my diary, having a lifestyle, being able to spend time with my family, being able to travel, being able to afford things that I desire. Nothing extravagant, but just to be able to live in a way that I want to live. And for me, that's it, really. I don't need a huge business or I don't need a huge house or a nice car, even clothes. I don't even care about those things. (laughs) I just want to have freedom. Freedom, I guess, has always been the key and is continuing to be the theme in my life that as long as I have freedom, I am successful. (laughs) Amazing. Yes. And you have the freedom of choice and to live life on your own terms. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, it's powerful and it's, it's beautiful. And I hope that everyone gets to experience it because a lot of the times we put our own limitations on ourselves. Why can't we can't be free? And you got to break through. You got to break through and know that anything is possible and everything is available to you. If you set your mind to it, do the work and sometimes do the brave thing to step out. Because if you continue to follow status quo and do what everyone else is doing or do what everyone else is expecting you to do, 
you will never be different. You will never live free because it takes bravery. It really takes a brave heart to say, I'm actually going to step out on my own. I'm going to live on my own terms because a lot of times we're so afraid of people's judgments or fear of what will others think? How will others see me? Just do what makes you happy. And if you're happy, other people will recognize that you're happy and they're going to ask you, hey, how are you doing it? <laughs> what is your secret? Exactly. Because that, that high vibration, that energy, it's lovely to be around, right? So, and also I find like when you have that, that energy, that good energy, people feel it. And like you attract, you attract so much into your life when you can live with gratitude and abundance and you're going to live a life of a very fulfilled, right? So amazing. Now, Ramonda, I know our episodes are very short, but I do want to give you the next two, three minutes to go ahead and talk about anything going on within your business, uh, businesses, or anything coming up, any events, or anything that you want to share with my audience. And then also, if you don't mind going ahead and sharing the best way people can reach out to you and connect. Yeah, well, our business is very much a long-term mission of empowering women to to be who they were meant to be, the best versions of themselves. And I really do that through creating a platform for everyone. So through our events, through our magazine, through our podcasts, for me, it is all about empowering women to have what they desire, you know, to have their freedom and to have a community and a safe space. So annually we host Women Thrive Summit, which happens in March. Um, however, in we are in the process of doing speaker intake at the moment and interviewing, and we always have exposure opportunities for women through our platform. So if you are curious, feel free to connect or go onto our summit website or our magazine website, see how you can get involved and share your message. One of my missions is to spotlight women, to spotlight their voices and make sure that their message is heard globally. So that is one of my missions, and I hope that you know, we can get connected and you might be inspired by what I do. And for those of you who are wanting to become more successful speakers, we just opened the doors to Speakers Academy. So that's one of my goals this year to help other people master the skill of speaking uh, so they can be empowered and sharing their message and have their voice and pursue a successful speaking career. So that's a huge passion of mine. And I'm very excited to be offering the Speakers Academy. Super exciting. Ramona, and do you want to just let us know, you know, if anyone's interested in getting involved with Speakers Academy, like where would be the best route to go ahead and take a look at that? Everything that we do can be found at womenthrivesummit.com. So womenthrivesummit.com and you follow the links. Uh, everything is available there. And for the magazine, you can head over to Women Thrive magazine. But if in general, you just Google Women Thrive, uh, you'll probably find all of our links online. Amazing. Ramonda, thank you so much for taking the time of your day to come on and add such value for myself and my audience, honestly, talking about, you know, the steps in order to get to becoming a successful speaker, so important. And I know it'll relate to so many people listening. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. Thank you. Appreciate it. And I hope you all enjoyed this podcast episode and I look forward to sharing more with you all soon.
Thank you. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you are a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on, just like Ramonda Jan did today, to talk about, you know, some of the challenges in order to get to where you are, uh, to become successful and talk about anything to do with your business, go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks so much, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.